Welcome to Professor Forever. I am the Professor Forever. Today I'd like to talk about play. I know we all have a different definition of the word play. Maybe not all of us, but I think there are many definitions of play out there. Let's put it that way. It is my belief that people should play a little bit, at least a little bit, more if possible, every day. I know that people listening might say, well, I work a lot. How can I play? You can play even if you work, and I'm going to give you an example of how to do that. But maybe you work too much, although I'm going to talk about this concept in a later podcast. So you could incorporate play into work. You could incorporate play into tasks you do around the house. You could incorporate play and social interactions, say, with strangers at work. Here's an idea. For one hour, if possible, if not possible, a shorter amount of time, imagine at work that you are the smartest person alive. I don't think it even matters what you do. Just imagine you're the smartest person alive and then go forward with whatever you're doing at work with that mindset. I guess this kind of uh, connects to the previous podcast about persona. You would put on a persona of the smartest person alive and then go forward. How would you behave differently? It can give you some levity. It can give you some leeway to do some things in a different way that you, to take on a different point of view. While you're working around the house, well, that's an easy one. You can hum while you're doing the dishes. You can sing while you're doing the dishes. You can uh, make up some words, recite some silly poetry. Anything that takes you out of the normal mindset of doing whatever it is you're doing will benefit you, in my opinion. Social interactions with friends, it's easy to play, right? You could sit down and play a game. Uh, You know them, so you feel comfortable in doing things out of the norm often. But what about strangers? I would say that you could play with strangers in a grocery store. Um, From being on this planet for as many years as as I have, I have noticed that if you are over-friendly with strangers, that usually doesn't work out very well. (laughs) Things can go awry, even if you don't mean them to. However, if you talk to a stranger with just a sentence or two, as a human might say something to a human 
relating to a human-like thing, right? Talking about the weather, talking about the grocery store, talking about the grocery store line. That can take you out of yourself and into another space. If you don't consider doing that play, which I think people who don't do it might consider that play, I would, but later on you can replay that whole scenario by imagining what the person was thinking. Perhaps writing down a little sketch, drawing what you saw at the grocery store in a ridiculous way. Imagine that you were a giraffe talking about this other human, talking to this human about human things, and they were looking at you and wondering, why is this giraffe talking to me? To think about your conversations in this way is fun, and I consider that play. For teachers out there, I have always incorporated play in my teaching. How so? Well, drawing, murals, word play, picking out particular words in a text or a film or anything in a discussion and saying them backwards, saying them slowly till they get to a place of absurdity. Um, sound play. One of my most popular days as a teacher was something called Accent Day. It's very fun. Of course, before you have Accent Day, you must put out a disclaimer saying that you, your motivation is just sound, that you enjoy sound in all of its different varieties, and that's why you want to have Accent Day. And if anybody is uncomfortable at all with the idea of Accent Day, you can't do it. You just have students during a discussion, if they want to, talk in an accent, give their answer in an accent, ask a question in an accent, and then they get an extra point for the day. It's fun to play with sound. I think in this era, we forget sometimes that sound is fun. I have movement activities in my classroom. Um, I have a thing called the plot train. Students on wheelie chairs, wheelie desks, wheel around to the whiteboard and write down a plot point of a novel that we're discussing. It's fun. Everybody loves to do it. I like to do choral rounds with poetry or anaphora, repeated phrases. I like to bring music in and connect it with the text that we're reading. I also have invented some games, and I'm gonna talk about one of those games a little later. Not just for teachers, it's for everybody. So I recently have had the opportunity to think about play more than maybe an average person of my age. I recently retired, and I know that for some people that sounds like paradise, but it was a very difficult decision for me to retire, and I, it was sad, not fun, but I'm getting used to it, and one of the things that's helping me get used to it is the fact that I have a little more time to play now. 
I learned about a Korean tradition called Hangap. I just turned 60 and I retired. Hangap is a Korean tradition where a celebration is held in a person's 60th year because they have completed a complete lunar calendar cycle. I was very inspired by this idea and it made me want to spend more time playing and being in the now and celebrating this time of my life. My favorite year of my life was 1966. So I was six years old. Do you have a favorite year? And I don't mean a, fa a year where you marked a really remarkable milestone or a significant anniversary. Those are great too. But I'm talking about a year that you just love. You, you loved some things about it that other people might consider mundane. 66 was that year for me. My father was still alive and very present in my life. All of my siblings, they, they're much older than me, all of them were still at home. So my entire family was one holistic, whole network and holistic. Um, also, I had a great backyard. I had my first experience with softball, my first experience with live classical music. That was the year of my first haircut. It was just a great year for me. So thinking about Hongop or the celebration of 60 and thinking about the year I love and being six, I realized that there is something connecting them that's very special. When I was six, that was right before I started school. Now I am no longer working. So what is the same between 60 and six? In the middle, I had many expectations, many schedules I had to keep, many appointments I had to make, many people I had to please. Because once you start school, when you're six or five, then you have all these people that you have to please, right? You have to go to school on time. You have to not be absent. You have homework to do and to turn in. That happens all the way through school. Then after school, you get a job and or you go interviewing for a job if you don't get a job right away. Again, a lot of expectations. But then you get a job and you work until you're a certain age. And while you're working, you have to show up at work, you have to do the tasks that are asked of you. Um, so now I am completely free. I don't have to answer to anybody. I don't have to schedule things at a certain time. I don't have to keep appointments if I don't want to. I don't have to do homework. I don't have to do assignments. I don't have to create forms or schedules or syllabi, nothing. Same as when I was six before I went to school. I'm really trying to play as much as I can now. 
I really miss parts of my childhood. One thing that I really loved about being a kid was going outside on a Saturday or in the summer and walking around the neighborhood and knocking on people's doors and finding out who wanted to come out and play. Did you like that time too? You know, there was no rejection. I never felt slighted if somebody didn't was doing something and they couldn't come out and play. I just went to the next door. And I hung out with people who were younger than me, people who were my age, people who were older. In one neighborhood, there was a guy that sat on his porch and kids would come and we would look for UFOs on a summer night. So what, an, what a wonderful school a neighborhood is, right? A one-room schoolhouse, school world. I love that. If I could, I would buy a piece of land and put little houses around on it and invite adults to come and have a day or however much time they could spend there in these houses, in this little neighborhood, and there would be fun things to do inside the house, but whenever they wanted to, I would encourage them also to walk out into the little crafted neighborhood and knock on people's doors and see who wanted to come out and play. Wouldn't that be something? Would you like to do that? I would, uh, I, I can't even imagine how much fun that would be for me. You know, I think one of the problems with getting people to play is that once you're a certain age, you feel like it's immature to play. But I don't think so. I think it gets us back to the essence of who we were. Art does that. Play does that. We're able to drop all kinds of expectations. When I give a drawing assignment in my classes, I say to my students, I don't care how you draw. You can draw with stick figures, you could be a Rembrandt, it's all going to be the same to me. I just want you to express yourself. Drop all ideas that you have to meet a certain standard when you draw. This is the freedom of play. I hope you want to play after listening to me talk about it. You don't have to be a student to appreciate this. You can play today at work or wherever you are, and I hope that you do. Another negative thing about play that we put upon the poor word is that it takes too much time, right? I work a lot, so I can't play. I can't take out that 15 minutes and play. Well, I will tell you from my own personal experience, so see if this is true for you. Play in that way is like exercise. Um, people say the same thing. I don't have that 15 minutes to spend walking around the block. Well, when you do take out 15 minutes to play, to exercise, to meditate, what I find is your day becomes much fuller. You're more efficient. You're more productive. You have more energy than if you hadn't taken away the time to do that special activity. It's an oxymoron, but it's the truth. Thanks for sharing time with me today. Until next time, 
This is Professor Forever wishing you a great playtime. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Francis Bean, feline extraordinaire. Professor forever